but I stepped out of the street a little as a little as a little wall. I stepped a little bit out of the street, and right then a suicide vehicle came in the corner. You were there. Yep. It blows up, kills a bunch of people. A it piece was of metal a big one. went through a guy, hit me in the hand. You see that right there? Spun yeah. me around. I thought I lost my hand. And it was almost like, in a way, God hit me in the hand, like, dude, I ain't going to tell you this again. Hey, friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Victor Mark Show. Today, super special guest, super special guest, closer than a brother. I'm talking about Dave Eubank, and I'm so glad that you're here. We're making this happen. You were here earlier today at the training center headquarters of All Things Possible. We are located in Colorado Springs, but brother, welcome. Thank you, Victor, and thanks for being my brother and closer than a brother because yeah. we both love Jesus. We love each other. We want to face any evil with God's power. We don't want to shirk back, and we want to make a difference. And you've helped me go places and do things I could not have and we could not have done alone. Just as importantly, and probably eternally more importantly, you've helped me be healed more than once mm -hmm. of sins and attacks of Satan mm -hmm. that were bad for me, my family, our organization, and God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. So that is, to me, more precious than all the money, advice, and help that you've given us, which I'll take too, but thanks. Thanks for having us. And what an awesome family you have, Eileen. Oh, super wife. Oh, my Thank gosh. You. And your kids, how much they love God and love you. Mm. I love it. Thank so, you. Thanks for having And the cool training site. I was just talking to Ty. I said I need to be retrained. So when that, finish, that other part finishes, I'll come back. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, folks, we're pressed for time, so... We're going to get right into it. Uh, Dave, you make, you can, one, I'll tell you to get familiar with his book and movie. The movie's probably quickest, Free Bomber Rangers. It streams on all the platforms. Amazon. Yeah, yeah, Amazon. And I will tell you all, if you want to get to know Dave and his family and the incredible work that they've done, uh, he is the current godfather of all high-risk missionary work. Uh, you set the bar so much that it challenged me to get out of my comfort zone and start the work because my first time into a, you know, uh, Burma, in a, Burma. Or Iraq, yeah, Burma, Burma, 2014, and uh, you prayed me over there because I had no interest in going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, torn up hamstring, limping my way through the jungle, uh, doing recon on a enemy camp and being pushed and challenged beyond what I, you know, and that was exciting. I mean, I, I had me a good time, but I knew physically and, uh, and I got sick right away. Right. You remember that? Oh yeah. Uh, and as tough as Dave is, you're like a tender Jewish mom at the same time. I think you came into the hut like at midnight or one, I was burned up with fever mm -hmm. And I was kind of hallucinating. I mean, mm -hmm. I was it. I was it was pretty good. And I remember you touching my forehead, and you're like, "How you doing?" I'm like, and I'd come out of this weird dream. I'm like, "Hey, I think I should head back." 
I, you know, and I just made it in a two-day pump in and all the travel around the world. I was like, I think I'll go raise some money because I love what y'all do. I'll raise a million dollars. But I think I, you know, and you go, well, I don't forget. You go, well, uh, we would appreciate the money. We can use it. But I think you should stay because it'll mean more to the team here. If you're in, and I was like, oh. And you have this, your leadership gift is rare at a different level. I've, I've met very few men, and I've served and done some things with some great men and women. You're the top 1% of the 1%ers as an outlier and a leader. And I remember the next morning after, <laughs> do you remember this? Where you call me to the grinder, you're like, today you're going to start training, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no, Dave. Uh, I'm dehydrated. I'm still burning up with fever. Put me on the schedule tomorrow. You go, oh, no, no, today they're really excited. <laughs> so this is how I remember the story of my delirium. It's hot. It's in the morning. It's that Burma jungle. And uh, you go, they're out there. How many ranges did we have out there? It was over 100. Yeah, about 100. And uh, so we're walking, and I'm like, oh, gosh, Lord. I don't, I, I, I feel like I'm going to pass out any time. You're like, oh, no, no, you got this. You go, aren't you a Marine? I never forget you jabbing with the Marine deal. I was like, ah, I was a crayon eater. I need some red crayons right now. So we start going there, and I'm going to teach hand-to-hand some combatives, and there's a big rock that you climb mm-hmm. upon to watch. And right before you kind of put me in, you go, do you remember this? You go, by the way, some of my leaders are going to challenge you because they want to make sure you're the real deal. And I stopped and went, what? <laughs> I was like, no, no, Dave. And I'm telling you, like, no, you better call them hyenas off. I I, I have paid my dues. I have fought my – I'm not here to prove anything. Just, and you go, oh, no, it would be great. And then you <laughs> climb up on the rock. I walk into the circle, and all of a sudden they came at me. And they came hard. And they would, they would have peeled my skin off, beaten on me, except – one went to sprawl me, uh, and I remember kind of pushing him back, and he came up and he headbutt me. And when he hit my nose, I saw stars, and it was the adrenaline dump I needed. I think I pulled out a one of my trainer blades and started, you know, getting two knife on him. And then everything was settled, and you were smiling. I looked at you. You're like, there he is. That's who we got. And it was one of the greatest honors that I'd ever had of training people that were doing the deal, young, courageous, and, and it's all because of you, because you started the Freebird Rangers many years ago. And now how many teams are you running out of there right now? We have about 120 teams in all the major ethnic areas, all the fighting areas of Burma. We've trained about 6,000 people, but we have about 120 teams. They're small, five-person right. teams, active in Burma, team in Iraq and Syria. And I want to back up to that, that night when you were sick, because I remember praying, and I really felt to pray against Satan mm. in Jesus' name, mm. and praying with you, and then watching you go out. There's actually ten people came on you, and we they they do have sense. If that that training knife hit them, they yeah. acted like they were right. hit. But you took out ten of them, and they're all like, "Huh, this guy's real." And one of the great things you did besides teach combatives, and there were some girls there. Oh yeah, you taught my daughters. Never forgot what you taught. Oh, yeah. And they're phenomenal. Um, you, among those, um, in in the midst of those lessons, you talked about Jesus. Mm. 
And you also taught a lesson that I keep passing on. Don't take away anyone's dignity. So even when you put someone down, the way you did it, don't take their dignity away. Because, you know, you and me and everyone's the same. You can scare us. You can break us. You'll never change my heart with right. anything but love. Right. And if you don't respect me, okay, you may beat me in a fight, but I don't respect you either. But when you respect someone, you don't take their dignity away. Love is in the middle of this. And so I've used that when some of my more motivated young people from special operations community come in and just smoke somebody. I say, man, you just took his dignity away. You have to sleep sometime. Yep. I don't care if he's five foot four. He'll yep. cut your throat, man. Yep. And so, and also, where's Jesus in this? Right. And because of your testimony, 10 people, I think it was 10 or 12, were baptized. You baptized mm. them. Yeah. And that's the most important thing I believe we do. Freedom Rangers, you don't have to have any religion. We have atheists, agnostics, Buddhist, Muslim, Hindu, anybody can join doing this for love, helping people getting the news out for love. But through all that, our hope and prayer and our words are, ask Jesus to help you. See what he can do. He's the one that shows you your sin, forgives you of your sins, gives you a purpose in life, overcomes the power of Satan, and takes you to heaven. Follow him, man. See what happens. You don't have to, but see what happens. And you helped bump that all up for us. And I learned some things from you that yes, I still you, practice. Yes, you did. And once I, you got on the blade, and I appreciate it. My gosh, yeah, you, you know, it's there are times I've done speaking events, radio, television interviews, where I mean, live, major, national, and next thing I know, I'm talking about Dave Eubank and your family in the Free Perma Rangers. And I've, you know, I've got my people going, hey, it's, you, <laughs> you got to see some about all things possible. But, you know, I say what I feel and what I know the Lord's leading me. It is, uh, I've told people this, if I ever dissolve the ministry of all things possible, the assets, the financial support, all that, I would shift it to Free Bummer Rangers. We'll take it. Yeah. And that's how much I believe in you your family, and, um, you know, the work that y'all do. Now, yeah, it's a privilege for me to be able to say, yeah, Dave, the first time I went to Iraq, I got Dave, you came. It's a miracle how you even got there. Can you tell our listeners? Yeah. I, I want folks to really understand this. This is God's mm -hmm. miraculous stuff happening. And it, what, what's funny is I tell people, the more successful we are, the closer to death and danger we is what happens. Mm -hmm. So that's why I tell people it's funny raising money for uh, our nonprofit. It, it, it gives us a greater chance to go toward the sound of danger or to help people in need. But the way you got there, only God could have done that. Mm -hmm. And just so I get out of, I hope, out of my heart, the most important thing in this podcast to me is the saving power of Jesus that's bigger than any PTSD, bigger yeah. than any sin we've ever done, yes. bigger than anything that can happen to your family. He's bigger. So call on his name. Whoever's listening to this or watching this, Jesus will help you do anything. Ask him to help you and obey him at all costs. Mm. And so we met in, um, I saw your video first in Burma. Someone gave it to me and I cried. It was at midnight or New Year's 2000, whatever. And I watched it by a little solar-powered thing, and because we had no electricity there. 
And I thought, I got to meet this guy. Then I met you in California at a yep. church, uh, Calvary Chapel Marietta, who are good friends. I just was surfing with them. Oh, nice. And I mean, I try to surf, but they actually <laughs> are, know how they're doing. And then I asked you to come to Burma, which you did. And you helped lead many of ours to the Lord, and they all love you. Mm. Then I was in Burma. I continue, You went out, and we continued, and we went up to northern Burma on a, another. We'd been there two months. We went on another two-month mission, and we're walking. And the second month, we were in another area close to the China border. But the Burma army was in the way of where we wanted to go. So we walked 19 days, about 20, 25 miles a day. These are big mountains, um, up and down with all our gear. My kids are there, our team, people, you know, Monkey, Illy, all these guys. And we go around, and now we have come to the end of the trip, and we can't go straight back to the border because the Burma Army's in our way. So we got to retrace our steps 19 days and then probably find a way to cross the border because these are extra, le extra legal crossings, crossover. So mm. probably almost a month before we get out of hard movement. And, I, and we have a backpack satellite system, little modem you know, about the size of a big book, my computer. Every day I, I do a shot in and a shot out. You can't surf the internet, but you get inter email. I get an email from you. Dave, please basically come to Iraq in seven days. <laughs> seven days. It took me 19, just this portion. It'll take me a month to get back. So I asked our team, should we go to Iraq? Victor invited us. He'll pay for everything. We all know and love and trust Victor. Is this of God? And everybody, and Burma's in war, 73 years of war right now, huge yeah, war. Yeah. And you wouldn't expect the ethnics there to go, yeah, let's go somewhere else. They said, yeah, if God opens the door, we'll go. Crazy. He's going to have to open the door. So we prayed. I sent a message back saying, we'll pray and see what happens. The next day, Three Burma Army battalions, it's over a thousand enemy, right in front of us. They're blocked the easy way out, moved, and started searching our old way, which opened up a gap. We moved about 80 miles in three days, which is a lot of miles a day. That's a lot. And then that wasn't enough. We get to this road, first road we got to, and all of a sudden there's an empty logging truck just happens to show up there that's part of the resistance. We jump on, we get to a river. They just put the bridge across that day. Unreal. We get to the border, no one's guarding it. Next thing you know, seven days later, my son, Pete, and I, because the girls, my wife and my daughters, had something else they had to do in Thailand first, are landing in Erbil with you. <laughs> we don't belong to all things possible. We're not important. And you bring us in. We meet the um, defense minister of the Kurds, because yes. now ISIS is 23 kilometers, what's that, like eight, 17 miles outside of right. Erbil. There's ISIS, trenches around Erbil. Yeah, this is now um, February 2015. ISIS is a high water mark. They've taken over about half of Syria, about a third of Iraq, and they're at the gates. And Victor's there with his team to help heal people, to help the Kurds any way he can. And he knows lots of people. And I'm in the room with him, with the defense minister of the Kurds. And the defense minister says, oh, you brought your son. Really? I, I give you my most precious thing in my country. You can go anywhere you want. And mm -hmm. Victor goes, can we have that in writing? Yeah. <laughs> and they're kind of like, gulp. And... They're like, and you go, I'm serious. And they did it in writing. All right. So because of Victor and God, we get to, and he paid for everything. We get there. And then we get sent up to Sinjar. Again, Victor connects with Dr. Nazar, mm -hmm. head of public health. We get to Sinjar. And we went with a couple of your film guys yeah. went with us. And we come back. And then I want to go to the front line. And you take me there and drop me off. And I still remember Sergeant Major yeah. Ironhead, yeah. Greg Birch, great guy, as he drove away. He called me Major Cookie Man. <laughs> and as he left, I'm staying in the front line with Pete, my yeah. little kid, which some people thought, oh, how do you do that? But their ki kids are there too. They weren't at the front line, but that's how our family functions. Yep. And he goes, don't do any, Major Cookie Man, don't do anything stupid-der. <laughs> <laughs> and off he went. Well, that night we were attacked. 
Yeah. And then there was a big attack coming at midnight. There's an attack at sunset, big attack coming at midnight. I'm like, oh, man, and my son's here. Mm-hmm. This is an all-out attack. And we prayed and prayed, and the ISIS got lost. We're monitoring the radios. Not we, the Kurds are. I'm listening in. And they're explaining to me. And they keep getting lost, and they can't coordinate their attack. So that finally at 6 in the morning, the co- one ISIS commander goes, you idiot, where have you been all night? I'm where you're supposed to be, you idiot. Well, the coalition's going to kill us if we stay here. Oh boy. So they pull back. That morning I pray, Lord, what am I doing here? Hmm. And I feel God say to me, um, because I don't speak Arabic, I don't speak Kurdish. We're from the jungle. We've been in Burma 20 years. I grew up in Thailand. That I know I understand this place. I don't understand the Middle East. It's, a, it's pretty developed. What would they need us for? We're like the, we're like the fourth string team. But in Burma, you're like first string. Right. But in everywhere else in the world, we're fourth or worst. What we do, and I felt God say to me, give up your own way, give up the free Burma Ranger way, that's our organization, mm-hmm. and just serve these people. Mm-hmm. All that, Victor, because of you. Those are all lots of miracles that mm-hmm. happened. And in the every two or three days by satellite, I would say, okay, I'm, I'm this far. And then um, Karen is working the satellite to try to get tickets. Well, they bump up like 30%. You go, I covered it. And then you told me this. I said, you know, Victor, now it's like, $3,800 to do this. He goes, Dave, it doesn't matter if it's $38,000. Mm. God's got the money. Just keep coming. Yeah. And you've done that with us consistently through our entire ministry. Mm. And that means a lot. And one thing, and I'll just share this to be real and hopefully helpful. Victor and I have not agreed on everything because we're people. Yep. Yet he's forgiven me when I've been wrong. I've forgiven him when I felt he was wrong, only God knows the truth. And I've committed to him to be his brother and defend him to my death about anything. And that bond of love to me is worth everything. And as my dad told me once, we're just people. There's no perfect people out there. But I really am glad that you are still my friend, that you've forgiven me, that I do some things that are dumb, (laughs) ill-advised, not godly, and you don't throw me away. And so I, I love that in you, and I love that when I'm in trouble, I know I can say, hey, Victor, I need like a 747 right now, and you'll do it. You'll do it. Yeah. And to me, that's greater love hath no man than this, and he laid down his life for his friends, and you've laid down your life for me and our teams. You've laid down your ministry. You've laid down your income. You've laid down your reputation for me and us. We don't deserve it. That's love. And I am so honored. You know, I, I just handed out some of your books today at this place <laughs> I was at. And whoever is listening to this, read the Victor Mark story. It made me cry a lot. It drew me closer to Jesus. And it reminded mm-hmm. me of the power of Jesus to change us all. So thank you. Well, thanks for the kind words. And, uh, you know, God brought us together. And I remember you saying, and I never had anybody tell me this saying, you go, no matter what happens. I'll be here for you. I'll be your friend. I mean, you're saying, I don't care if you commit adultery, kill somebody, but what doesn't matter, I won't. And I remember going, I've never heard anybody tell me that. And sure enough, we've been through it. Uh, we've seen we've seen a lot of stuff together. We've seen miracles of God. So I'll share a couple. I have to. And then on the part of forgiveness, I was the one in pure our way fashion had to ask for forgiveness for you because I, I didn't grieve well on some things that mm-hmm. happened and, uh, and and I took it out on you and you know I was in my temper and and uh, and I remember you saying, 
it's not fair, Victor. And I remember thinking, well, death isn't fair. I'm, oh. and you didn't, you took it, and then where I'll tell you, most pastors, leaders in ministry here in the U.S., man, you you just barely bump them. They get their feelings hurt and they're done. And I remember we weren't done. You <laughs> kept your word, and then in in our typical fashion, we're, we're in Mosul. I think we're on the old part. There was fighting going on, holes through walls, and then I remember Dave. And he asked for your forgiveness. It, it took me this long, but right now here. And you forgave me. I remember. And you did it in front of my family and others. It's embarrassing. And I, it, I needed to. And they love you so much. Well, they loved you before, yeah. during, and through. And yeah. you're, my daughters are like, my uncle can beat up your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and they love you, Uncle Victor. Yeah. And they're going to be, I mean, hopefully, unless God has another plan for you the next couple of days, you're going to see them yeah, when they come forward. up. I remember many things, but one thing we were on together was going to a little town called Sahaji. And it was like World War One, called the hostage shop. You were running behind <laughs> yes, the armored vehicles. Yes. And there's bang, 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 shooting. We get into... <laughs> it was like a movie scene. Yeah, like a movie scene. And you were behind... Um, with our, with our part of our team in the Humvee, I got out and I'm up in another place. And I remembered I was with Hashid and they're going, we're starting to get to the houses. And I felt God say to me, um, at first I thought they're just shooting everywhere. So right. they're probably going to shoot me accidentally. They don't really need me to be here. I'm kind of now doing this part for the action of it, right. which isn't a good enough reason. And so I should just, I'm always trying to be in front so I can make a difference of helping someone who's wounded or whatever. And I just had this feeling, nah, now you're just kind of like in it for the, the rush and all this. And so I'm kind of slowing down. And then I thought, I felt God say to me, hey, that's enough. Mm. Stop. And I hesitated. But I stepped out of the street a little. It was a little, it was a little wall. I stepped a little bit out of the street and right then a suicide vehicle came around Boom. the corner. You were there. Yep. It blows up, kills a bunch of people. A it piece was of metal a big one. went through a guy, hit me in the hand. You see that right there. Spun yeah. me around. I thought I lost my hand. And it was almost like, in a way, God hit me in the hand. Like, dude, I ain't going to tell you this again. <laughs> what were you doing? Well, I turn around. I come back. I yell, medic, medic. Because I'm not for me because I'm not going to die. But there's you saw that. Oh, it was, and you yeah. came up. I remember so clearly. You came right up in the middle of all this chaos and wounded. And you just said, what can I do? Yeah. I mean, you're a big boss, man. What can I do? And you just started working on people and helping us help these people. I thought, wow, this guy's the real thing. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. From my perspective, I, it's the only time. It's the only time I felt. I don't know if it was like fear, a different type of fear, but when that V bed went off, I thought I lost you. That was the fear. That was the no. And I remember yelling yelling dang and i'm running toward and all of a sudden there's smoke there's a and you come out you literally come folks he came out of the puff this billowing smoke carrying a guy on you know mm -hmm. who had been hit and was was injured and, and i thought this is like a movie scene everything slowed down and here's dave carrying a guy and i'm like how in the world did you survive that mm -hmm. only god mm -hmm. And I've seen it again and again where uh, God has protected you. Um, and, you know, it's 
it's a it's been an amazing thing to see your faith and what God has done in and through someone who is is courageous enough to obey God regardless of whatever. And I remember when I had to pump out, I remember looking at you and say, Dave, because you go, yeah, I'm I'm pushing forward. I said, Dave, what? Because this is one of those come to Jesus moments. I was like, Dave, what do you want me to tell your family? Mm. If things go sideways, because you're heading deeper in the belly of the beast. I mean, ISIS was everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. and you go, tell them I did my best. I'm just following the Lord. And I was like, dang, okay. And I would say, folks at home, somebody watching or listening to this right now, you think you'll you would want to know how you would respond in a life and death situation if you'd really show up? Would you be courageous? Would you face your fear? Don't you think it starts at home in the small things? Mm-hmm. N- not. Don't wait to get to Iraq. Don't wait to get to Burma. It, it's that obedience in the very small things, dying to self, trusting God. You'll do the right thing at the right time. But it starts with building characters of small little obedience steps. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think to tell the truth, to humble yourself when God tells you to, those both take courage. Yeah. Um, with your family and those around you, then you know lies make you weak. Um, truth makes you strong. And so as you try to live in the truth, then when you go there, you're in the position of obedience to God and I think the, the, the root of real courage is love. And so the more you act in love, the more you ask Jesus for love. And I was talking to you earlier. I mean, the more you can do, right. you won't be doing something brave. You won't think it's brave. You're terrified. Right. But you're motivated. Right. It's like all of us, when your kid's about to get run over in the street, you'll do anything yeah. to save them. You and you would twice. never call it bravery. Yep. You just go because of love. But what if your kid's not in the street? It's someone else's kid or someone else. Who, who is that guy? Is he worth dying for? Whenever I feel that, I say, Jesus, am I supposed to be here? Because I'm not the Savior. You are. And, and second, if you want me to do it, please give me love. And I was talking with a friend, one of our teammates, when we were just getting hammered in Burma recently, uh, in July, we just came out. And the enemy was so much stronger than, than our, our friends, the, the resist, Democratic resistance, and we're losing people and getting killed. And the only thing that could keep you there was love. There was no sane reason to be with these people right. who were going to get killed right. was love. And I, and I, for whoever's listening, if you've ever done something cowardly, which we all have, or something you're ashamed of, tell God about it. Mm. Tell a trusted friend if you, if you need to. If God heals you on its, that, that's enough. If not, confess it. And you won't be the only one. We all have done those things. And then ask God for love. And if you ask God for love, you'll be brave, whether it's in politics, and you'll be brave the right way. Right. If you're brave in politics right. and you act in love, that's power, mm-hmm. and it's not hateful. They still may disagree with you, but they're feeling that power of God, and then God can work through you to do things you can't do just in your own strength. Yeah. And I, I mean, I learned that from God. My parents who are missionaries, I learned from you. And I'm, I thank God I could be this with you. I thank God I can come back to America and see you, and you give us time and, and, and to share. So, you know, as we're talking, like, Lord, help me say the right thing. I have limited time. So the, the right thing is trust Jesus. Yeah. Folks, this, this, this was a, a sampler of a buffet that's waiting for you. 
uh, to learn more about Dave and his organization and his family. And the name of your book is Do This for Love, Free Burma Rangers in the Battle of Mosul. Yeah, you can order that anywhere. Incredible, insightful. You really wrote it. I remember when you sent me the... That's why it's not a very good book, but it's it's a true book. It's a true, (laughs) great book on really what happened. And there are life lessons that will help, I would say to young men, help you become a man. Uh, to anybody, help you find your identity uh, first in God. And it's, you know, our ministries are different than some, not better, we're just different. And our life's lessons and how we apply the scriptures, um, it's oftentimes through hardship, and we've seen it through life and death. Uh, So I would encourage you all to get that book. And then again, Go downstream, uh, uh, stream that movie, Free Burma Rangers. It's so encouraging. That is good, because I didn't make it. (laughs) Well, Francis Chan said that is the best Christian film he's ever seen. And it's not even Christianized. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know... It's documentary. uh, It's all our real footage. It is real. So it will encourage, it will put courage in y'all big time. So everybody who... There's so much more, but we we have to put a pen in it for now. Uh, So many more stories... So many great things uh, to share. But I ask people two things for their first time on the show. And one is, you know, people, you know, like meeting Dave today and uh, people make decisions and all the time it's perceptions that frame a person's reality. You know us. You know me close as a brother. So you're kind of cheating. But... What is your perception of like Eileen and I and the ministry that we do? Mm. Loving, God-centered, victorious, courageous, generous. You live like our founding, founding fathers wrote in the Declaration of Independence. To this we give our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor, reputation. You're gonna give your life, all your money, your IRAs, your retirement plan, and your reputation, you give that to me and to others. And you're telling me today when you're praying with me how many opportunities you get to pray and be God's instrument to help others. That is a gift, and it takes a lot of effort. So those are, that's my first impression, is love and faith, humility, and absolute boldness, man. I'm, I'm coming. That's what I feel. I think, thank God he's my friend. <laughs> I would get smoked. Yeah. I once asked Victor, is it really true you can hit someone eight times, you know, in a second or something like that? And I said, don't hurt me, man. And I felt like a, and he, so he did it. And he was gentle on me, but I felt like a lawnmower went through me. I thought, oh, that's my friend. <laughs> the, the blender. Um, that last question. Everybody will see death unless the rapture happens and, you know, and all that. So what happens to Dave Eubank, you, when you take your final breath on earth, whether it's in, whether it's overseas, whether it's at home, you know, we've, we've seen it and been around it so much. And we also believe not a hair in our head is going to be changed without the permission of God. And I, I tell people this, if you hear that I died, don't think it was a mistake. Don't think the enemy won. You should just laugh. And be happy and go, wow, he ran his race. Mm-hmm. So what happens to, to 
to you and why do you believe it? By God's grace, straight to Jesus and to heaven and all those people up there, your dad, mm -hmm. um, others. Why do I believe it? Because in um, first, there's John 3.16, is for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whoever believes him and not perish have everlasting life. That's John 3.16. First John, which is a different book, First John 3.16 is very similar. Just as Jesus laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for others. Be prepared to lay down your life for others. And when it goes on, it talks about how do you know this is true? Because God speaks in our hearts. I know heaven is true because God speaks in my heart. And he speaks into anyone's heart who wants him. I can't prove that to you or anyone else. I know it. I just know it inside. I can't prove it. We all see reality with a small r reality, yeah. but it's enough to live and die on. Only God sees the big r in all. So I know that, and I have a little story to go with it. Um, in Syria, during the Turkish invasion, where they supported this proxy force in 2019, we responded. And one of my guys from Burma, Zal, that you knew, wonderful Kachin man, on his daughter's first birthday, she's back in Burma with his wife, newlyweds, he's killed next to me. And we're getting shelled and shot at by the, um, these, these jihadi forces supported by Turkey, which is a whole other story, very yeah. strange. Yep. It's, you know, the line of good and evil isn't between countries and people, it's in our hearts. Mm. Just because, anyways, that's a whole other story. Mm. So they had, we're under attack, and I'm just moving around with two armored vehicles providing ambulance service. And sometimes running really where the shooting's happening, sometimes back, back and forth. And we're moving our vehicle constantly. And finally, I separate my vehicles. One's about 400 yards away, and mine's right here. And this one's a little further out of the fight, so we don't get them both smoked. And I'm a little bit closer to the fight. And we're getting shelled, and, and there's Turkish drones striking yeah. and all this. And I'm outside the vehicle. Because every time something happens, I'll either run or have a vehicle come. We'll grab a, grab a wounded or something. And we're all doing that. But then there's this time where they're only shelling us intermittently. And it's kind of quiet other than that. And so Zhao is inside the, the armored vehicle that we have working on this video from the day before. Because we're trying to shoot out these one three-minute videos every day of what's happening. Tell the world what's happening. Mm -hmm. and, he fin and I'm outside the vehicle the whole day. And we both, I mean, if, if someone gets wounded, he stops what he's doing. He comes and helps me. But if it's not wounded... He's in the vehicle. I'm outside. He finally finishes the video. He goes, he goes, hey, Thra. Thra means teacher. Hey, Thra, you want to look at what I did? I said, okay. I get in the vehicle. I pick up his laptop he's been working on. He goes outside the vehicle and sits down right where I've been standing. Right the where rear, you were. Where the rear tire is. Boom. Pretty sure it's a drone. Seven yards away, strike. Muhammad, who you know, is wounded 36 times with shrapnel. He dove. As soon as he heard that, whoosh, he dove under the vehicle. And his body is shielded by the vehicle and Zhao, who's sitting between him. Another one of, my, one of my guys named Jason, a medic, gets wounded in the buttocks. He dove too. Zhao's body shielded those guys. So they, even though they got hit, it was less. But Zhao took a, a piece of shrapnel right through his temple, one in, went in, in his temple and out behind his ear. Hole all the way through. Instantly. About the size of your thumb. And then about the size of two thumbs was a hole through his neck, cored his whole neck out. Yeah. Instant. And he had a softball size hole in his back. Well, the head, that's instant. instant. The neck is minutes or a minute. Right. And the softball would be like a little a few more minutes. So he's dead, dead, dead. When that goes boom, I'm in the vehicle. The whole vehicle is shredded with shrapnel. Tires are blown out. The back, 
armor windows are shattered. Everything metal, you know, I've got huge holes everywhere, but I'm not touched mm. except with dirt and debris. I get out of the vehicle. I see my two wounded guys who are getting up on their knees and I can just look at them and say, they're okay. They have blood everywhere, but they're not, there's no head injuries. They're okay. And I look at Zhao, he's on his back and his eyes are rolled up mm. and he's got all these holes in them. They, you know, and I look, he's dead. Mm. Sure as can be. And I go towards him. I love him so much. I don't want him dead. Mm. And I'm moving towards him. And all of a sudden, my eyes are drawn up. This has never happened to me. Why up? I don't know. I looked up and I saw Zhao's face. Huge. And he's always smiling and joking. Right, big smile. Giant smile looking at me. And he turned his head and he laughed like he did. He's always, he's always laughing at me, making fun of me. I'd give an operation order to walk out. And he'd stand up and mimic me, everything. And tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. And he was just so funny. And another uncle for my girls. And I love him. Anyways, I saw this huge smile. He looked at me, smiled, and then disappeared. Wow. I thought, heaven, heaven happens fast. Mm. He's already there, and he's happy. And later on, when I thought about it, his eyes, as he saw me next to his shattered body, right. there was no sorrow. Right. There was no fear. There was no, oh, that's sick or right. grass. I, if I could have read his eyes, it'd be, hey, brother, I love you. Keep building God's kingdom down there. Don't worry. It's worth it. Keep going. It's yep. good up here. You'll get here soon enough. Yep. Keep on down there, buddy. Really? Well, that's what I saw. That's what I saw. I've never seen it before. That's how fast I believe heaven can happen. Well, okay. I said, thank you, God, for showing me. Can you send him back? And so we took him to the hospital, which is only four kilometers now because we've been pushed back constantly. The hospital is almost front line. We get him in the ER. They work on him for an hour and a half, which he's dead before he gets there. Electric shocks, um, blood transfusions. Try everything. Adrenaline, I'm doing CPR, hour and a half into it, Dr. Hassan puts his hand on me and he goes, is it enough? Mm. I said, he's dead, isn't he? He goes, he was dead before you brought him here. But we love him so much in his sacrifice, we love you, we're not going to stop till it's enough for you. We all started crying. So Zhao is in heaven and I saw him there. And that's not why I believe, that was a confirmation and a gift from God for my soul. So I encourage everybody, you have a choice. Follow Jesus or not, believe or not, but if you ask him into your heart, he overcomes all evil, our own sin, and gives you new chances every day. And you know, one thing today, you're a gifted evangelist, but I've been praying um, that I could become a better evangelist, a better speaker and ambassador for Jesus. And you've been a good example to me for that. So thanks. Well, on that note, there there's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands watching and listening right now. Can you pray with those that are saying, I I want to know that I have the hope of heaven? Mm-hmm. I, I will pray. And one thing I want to add to that story is whenever God imp- in, impresses you, I always say, God, is this of you? Listen, mm-hmm. to pray for someone or reach out to someone, do it mm-hmm. right then. So what happened because we have good communications there, unlike Burma, right after he died that same day at night now, I went back to the front after, because mm. the fighting's still going on. Right. I went back to the front and the commander started crying. He goes, you came back? Yeah. Your best guy's killed? You can't? I said, yeah, I can't save him anymore, but I can be with you. Mm. He said, oh, you must think we're all of the same value. Yeah, man. We both start crying. I said, I'm going to stay with you until you run. I kind of hope you run, yeah. but <laughs> I'm going to be with you. You contacted me and you said, Dave, 
I want to relieve you something of any burden that it's your fault. Because mm. Victor, it was a little my fault because he's following me. I picked the position. I could have picked a better one. I, I could have picked a better one. And you said, it's his time. This is all in God's hands. It's okay. Don't have guilt over this. And that was a healing word, even though I knew I really was to blame for part of it. I mean, it's the enemy that's to blame the most, but I know I could have done better. I've acted a little differently since then. I'm a little more careful, but even then you can't dodge bullets. That's a right. joke. Right. But, and we're all going to leave this world. But I really, your prayer and your words to me right after that were healing words that kept me focused on God's grace, on heaven with Zhao, and on what I could do today that needed to be done. So thank you. Finish the mission. Oh, I was going to pray? Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else? No, this is, man, I, I, I just think there's people listening and watching right now going, okay, I want that. <laughs> I want what you guys have. And would you just pray for them? Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that we help each other. Lord, you know I can do lots of bad things all by myself. I can't do many good things all by myself. I can do nothing good by myself, but I can do good things with you. And I can do a lot more with others like Victor, Eileen, All Things Possible, Dave, Kendall, everyone. So Lord, I ask that whoever's listening, that you convict them of theirs, convict me of mine, our sins. Show us um, what we need to get rid of by your grace and power. Relieve us of that. Forgive us all and lead us in your way and your purpose. And may we be satisfied with what you have for us. And may we be bold in the things of you, Jesus, humble in the things of ourselves. And please uh, bless, forgive us. We want to be in this world a long time, I think, because we like it down here. You said it was good. So please take us only when it's your time and anyone listening to. And thanks for your healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Best website for people to go to? FreeBurmaRangers.org. .org. Not the best website, but the only one we have. It works great. It's, it's, uh, it's real ministry, real work. Uh, folks, I mean, you know what helps Free Burma Rangers is monthly support, and you can absolutely sign up to help. The last thing groups like ours want to be concerned with is money. And God... You know, this is, I'm just saying, if God puts it on your heart, first pray and then support the work because there's work going on right now that needs to be done. For those of you who uh, pray for us at All Things Possible, we're grateful. Your prayers has got Dave here into the studio. And wherever you are and whatever you're doing, hey, do it for the Lord and go. I mean, truly, full throttle, go get it done. Until next time. God bless you guys. We love y'all. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.